the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We have learned that there are types and shadows of Jesus in the Old Testament. When it comes to Samson, we see an unruly, wild man. So how can we find the shadows and types of Christ in Samson? Stick around. Join us. Wave Grace is next. at Moses as a prophet, or maybe Joseph as the one who redeems his family. But when it comes to Samson, it can be a challenge to see any kind of redemptive gospel story in his life. But as you dig a little deeper and get beyond the crust of the surface, you see rich gospel content. Welcome to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. We are back in the book of Judges today, chapters 14 and 15. Join us there for today's broadcast way of grace. Here's Pastor Jesse. What Samson does when he goes down and destroys these men and brings these garments, all he's doing is destroying the very fleshly nation that he is called by God to annihilate. They're simply receiving the reward of their treachery at the price of their own countrymen. That makes all kind of sense. Y'all caught that? At the price of, in other words, they did not unpack this parable rightly. And what you're about to see is a correlation between a misappropriation of the opportunity that God had rendered to them in the parable and their abuse of Samson's wife to get the answer and Samson taking that as an occasion to bring judgment on them. Under point number, uh, point number one, so point three, the massacre payment foreshadowed. We see it again wrapped up in verse 19. He gave them the spoil, the garments thereof, to those that expounded the riddle. And his anger was what? And he went up to his father's house. But Samson's wife was given to his companions, whom he had used as his friend. That's not the best construction of the Hebrew grammar there, but I'm going to help you with it. You cannot, if you understand and enjoy narrative uh, theology, you cannot miss the correlation between the calamity of the parable and the calamity of his wife forthcoming. The correlation is between how the parable was unpacked unjustly and how his wife played a role in it. That is the correlation. So once Samson pays them off, Samson goes home, his wife stays there, and that's a test on her. That's a test on her. We can really learn some things about what I call missed opportunities. So look at point number two. We'll we'll get into this much more uh, analytically here as we work through this. The treacherous attempt at the entering into the kingdom 
by theft on the part of these companions was that, as I would say, this called sin because you can't get an understanding of the parable by forcing someone or threatening someone or condemning someone. Remember, they, they told her, if you don't help us get this parable, we're going to kill you and your father and burn up your house. Do you guys remember that? Ain't no way you're going to ever get to God using that method. I don't care who you are. See, that's called the works of the flesh. That's what a Philistine is. I told you an uncircumcised Philistine is nothing but a representation of the carnal man. That's why, see, this is why Manoah and his wife says, Samson, you're going down to the uncircumcised Philistine. Do you know what that means? The natural man can never discern the things of the spirit. You know what that means? The flesh and the spirit are always in antagonism. You know what that means? That means the flesh doesn't ever operate according to biblical principles. It's always hooking and crooking. It's always conniving and manipulating. The flesh will destroy its own self, which is inherent in the way in which those men who were supposed to have been Samson's friends at the wedding party said to the woman, hey, we're going to burn you up and your daddy if you don't get this riddle to us. That's why Samson said, you have plowed my heifer. That's exactly right. Now, for those of you who are saying, Pastor, what in the world are you talking about? I'm just telling you what Samson said. Now, see, if Samson had left it there, a bunch of y'all would be kind of like the Philistines outside of the parable trying to figure it out. You would never know it by force of hand. You would never know it by the works of the flesh. You would never know it by your carnal mind. God has to reveal these things to you by a proper key of access of comprehension. The heifer is a young female cow who has never, ever been under the yoke. It's a young female cow who has never, ever been under the yoke and therefore not under the yoke. They're not used to being controlled. This is why when God told Hosea to marry that whore, remember that? God then turned around over in chapter four, around verse 15, pull it up. He called Israel a backsliding heifer. Can I teach today? Listen to what it says. Though you, Israel, play the whore, let not Judah offend and come not ye near unto Gilgal, which is where they were committing idolatry. Neither go ye up to Beth Haven, which was where they were committing idolatry too. Nor swear the Lord liveth which means they were committing what is called syncretism. For those of you who don't know those long words, it means taking the truth of God and mixing it with false religion and thinking it can both go together. But what Paul had plainly said was darkness and light cannot coexist. You cannot sit at the table of Jehovah and sit at the table of Satan at the same time. You cannot be unequally yoked together. See, we're talking marriage, aren't we? Y'all keeping up with me on the thread? I'm going to show you what we're getting at here because it's important for you to understand. What fell out was logical, wasn't it? Here it is. For Israel does what? Slides back as a what? 
So all Samson is doing is saying what God said. God said the whole nation was a backsliding what? All right, so do you get the picture? You're trying to put the yoke on and you're trying to get the cow to go forward and the cow is pushing backwards. The cow is pushing backwards. So I'm glad I'm healthy now I can show you. This is a parable. The cow is pushing backwards, which means the cow is not submissive. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light and you will find rest to your soul and you'll discover that I'm meek and lowly, but you're never going to have a walk with God unless you're ready to come under his yoke. And the yoke is a metaphor for marriage. So, this woman that Samson identified as a heifer was simply saying she was brand new in marriage and didn't know anything about how to identify her allegiance. And so before she could settle into what she should have known was her new identity, we're getting ready to unpack that. She allowed her flesh to manipulate and control and dictate her choices. Does that come home, saints? All right, keep up with me because it's the truth as it is in Christ. Israel slides back like a backsliding heifer. Now the Lord will feed them as a lamb in a large place. Help me, pastor, I don't mind. If as a cow, you don't want to come under the yoke to help tread out the corn, to bless your owners and bless their family and bless the nation, then we're going to just chop you up and put you on the sacrificing block and eat you. That makes sense, doesn't it? Because that's exactly what we do. It's profound if you guys think about it. If you think about this, here's what you know. Every time you eat a piece of meat, an animal is sacrificed. Every time you do, you are partaking of an emblem of the sufferings of Christ. Did you get that? Every time. For you and I to live, something has to die. That is the gospel. And so the heifer is saying, when she pushes back, you are not my Lord. You are not my master. You are not my God. You're not my husband. Did you get it? Let's go to work. Let's go to work. So under point number two, what we have is the message in the temporary marriage. The first one is that this lady missed her opportunity. I thought about this. I said, this is absolutely amazing. Look at chapter, um, uh, chapter 14, verses one through three. I just want you to capture this. Uh, yeah, chapter 14, verses one through three. Is this it? Uh, no, chapter 15, verse one through three. But it came to pass within a while later in the time of wheat harvest that Samson visited his what? With a kid. That means he was ready to uh, woo her and warm her and bring her home. Is that true? Do y'all got that? I want you to stay with me as you track. Remember, I told you, watch out about contaminating the subject of the text like a lot of people do. Samson is nowhere near as bad as people make him out to be. Okay, so he goes home to his dad when he realizes that his um, bridal party, his groomsmen were wicked. 
Ain't nothing wrong with that. He doesn't live in Timnath. He lives up in Dan. So he leaves. And apparently, guess what he doesn't do? Force his wife to come. Because this is a test on her. Did you understand what I'm saying? Oh, just get ready to learn now. This is what I meant earlier. I want our young men and women to get it. And you old folk, y'all know y'all done messed up right along with me. You done messed up. And you can get it right now. You can get it right now. So she had a challenge in front of her. It was a challenge of whether or not she was going to submit to the spirit or submit to the flesh. Well, you know, she was in a predicament. She's marrying a brother she don't know. But her number one job was to find out who this brother is that she nodded her head to daddy. I want him too. Now, am I making some sense? This is where I'm going to challenge you at. Right here. This is why every word of God is pure. Tried in a furnace of fire seven times. And with the guidance of the spirit of God, it can help us to understand the wisdom of God. There are a lot of things now we see about Samson that are virtuous. But we see about this woman that are extremely problematic because she's an emblem of national Israel. Israel is no different than the Philistines. You're going to see that in chapter 15, verse 11 next week. Listen, the Philistines ruled over Israel. Didn't I tell you that? And they were good with it. This is called the church being dominated by the flesh. So now here comes Samson, finds a beautiful dame, and he wants to marry her, and his parents permit it. Remember the permissive will of God? But everything we permit is not necessarily the right thing. But God is working his secret sovereign will out, is he not? Because he has a controversy with those who have brought his people into bondage. This is what we love about God. You and I end up into all kinds of bondages for our own stupidity and sinfulness. Is that right? And then Christ still loves us enough to come after us and extricate us from our own foolishness. Because see, what Israel should know is that God has sent a savior. The rest of those fools wasn't trying to extricate themselves from the Philistines. This is a foreshadow. I told you, have I taught you before that your Bible does what we call recapitulations of historical narratives, small snippets of an event that later on down the line reduplicate themselves and sometimes expand themselves? Have I taught you that? That's what's going on here. Because remember, once we move up about 100 years from now, guess what? Israel is dealing with the Philistines again, with Goliath and his four brothers. And they're about to be brought into captivity again, are they not? If it wasn't for the one who ultimately points to Jesus. I told you the way that God's people get liberated is not by a multitude, but by one, a savior motif, a type of Christ who came unto his own and his own received him not because they were fleshly too. Remember, Jesus said that in John chapter eight, I'm from above, you're from beneath. This is what makes you and me being saved such a mystery. That he could love such fleshly men and women like you and me. But that's Samson. See, I'm sorry. 
Samson went back to get his woman. Did you get that? He went back to get her even though she rebelled against him. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Great is thy faithfulness. This is a missed opportunity on so many levels. Let me see if I can help you. I want to make sure this comes home to you really, really good under point number one, the missed opportunity. The first thing you need to know in the context of marriage, the context of marriage is when two people come together, they establish a new identity. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. Old things pass away, behold, all things become new. When that man and woman say, I do, before the eyes of God, they take on a brand new identity. And more particularly the woman in the biblical context. She loses her old name and she takes up her new name, except in America. And I don't care what people say, we love Jesus anyway. And we love being called Christians because we know that being in Christ, we are new creatures and we're married to someone who has put away the old and is bringing us into the new. Am I making some sense? Who are you? I'm a Christian. What does that mean? I'm married to Christ. What does that mean? My allegiance is to a man who loved me and gave himself for me. That's called a husband. That's called a wife. You listening to me? That's called a wife. And it came to pass during the harvest time that Samson went to visit his wife with a kid, wanted to make peace. He said, I will go into my wife into the chamber but her father would not suffer him to go in. Uh Uh-oh. So here is where we need to lay out a a lot of principles around the concept of marriage. And it started way back at the party. At the party where they had already done the legal work a year before, 90 days before. Now they're celebrating the consummation, are they not? They're celebrating the consummation. Everybody happy, apparently, except for her companions, his companions, and her father. Because if her father was a man of integrity, he would have known that that daughter is that man's wife now. See, we don't know our Bibles. I tell young men, can I talk to you? I tell young men when they come to me talking about marrying somebody, I say, listen, let me tell you something. You're getting ready to marry some man's daughter. You're getting ready to marry some woman's brother, some woman's sister. You're not just marrying a stock out of the ground that doesn't have correlation to a a genealogy of people that care about her. And if you marry my daughter, please understand she's yours. Until you act a fool and cross the line and violate love, then I'm going to get in your tail. Did you get that? Did you get that? See, I'm my daughter's human uh, 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 nuptial and dowry representative. 
This is called an insurance policy. Y'all keeping up with me? I done already told him. I said, he going to love you. He's going to do everything he can for you. But he, when, he, when, he, when he act a fool, tell the kids to come see me in Folsom. <laughs> and you're laughing, but that's what your Bible is repeatedly. Repeatedly bringing judgment on those that would seek to harm the bride of Christ. Now, what you're looking at in a parable, whether you see it or not, is Samson knows good and well what he's about to do. And he knows what kind of woman he married. See, he took off and went home because he discovered what kind of woman he married. So he had to go home and really think it through. And you know, he went home to a mom and daddy that already told him. The uncircumcised Philistine. Told you Samson is not some crazy young man that doesn't have his wits about him. He was clear on where to go to help get his head straight. Mom and daddy, here's what went down. And daddy said, yeah, you know, I told you. And mama said, I know it hurts. And daddy said, as soon as you calm down, son, go get your wife. Because you married her. You got that? Did y'all get that? So we don't get to act like people who don't know covenant. Because remember, I told you, love is not just how you feel. Plus, if I was, boy, do you know how much money I paid for that girl? (laughs) You better go, you better go get my investment. I want grandkids. Y'all keeping up with me? Now, now what I'm saying is reasonable, right? Is it reasonable? Well, you better go get, I was expecting somebody to be pregnant three months ago. He, you, you didn't hung out for a year. Look, time is a wasting, son. That's how we are as grandparents, aren't we? So what his parents were, they weren't going to just beat Samson down because he made a mistake. It's not the unpardonable sin. That's why I help the brethren around here all the time. Hey, get over it. You made a mistake. Keep moving. There's some things you can't undo. I don't care who you are. So he goes back to get his girl. He's trusting mom and dad's wisdom. He gets down there and discovers his daddy is a virtuous father and her daddy is a conniving crook who doesn't honor covenant. He gets down there and discovered that he gave his wife to his best man. That sounds like a movie, doesn't it? I'm telling you, the Bible is full of stories, isn't it? I mean, wouldn't that be one of the movies you go, what? What? Out of all those dudes, my best man? Now, you know, you know Samson is hot now. Do you know he hot? Come on, coach. You know he hot. But I want you to stay on top of this. When we are talking, I think I'll hold that for a moment. I'll deal with our, our second point here. 
That's critically important for our get for our, our, our lesson here, the manipulation of her character. Look over at chapter 14, verse 14, one more time. As it stated uh, in verse 14, and he said unto them, out of the eater came forth meat and out of the strong came forth sweetness. And they could not three days expound the riddle. And it came to pass on the seventh day. That's a construction problem, too. It's in the midst of those seven days that they said unto Samson's wife, entice your husband. And on that note, we will close out today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. If you have questions about our broadcast, maybe you would like to spend some time with us worshiping the Lord. We would love to see you. You can get all of that information and reach out to us through our website at grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Listen to past sermons as well as guest preachers. Again, at our website, grace-bible.com. We'll even let you have any of the notes, sermon notes that are available from these sermons as well. Again, there's an awful lot of resource material available at our website, grace-bible.com. If you'd like to reach out to us by phone, our number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. Sunday services here at the church are at 1030. Friday evening Bible study is at 6.30, Tuesday prayer and Bible study again at 6.30, directions and information again at our website grace-bible.com or by calling 510-886-9782. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry as we reach out to the Bay Area and the world (laughs) on the World Wide Web? We do so because we are linking arms with other listeners such as yourself. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your gifts, no matter the size and no matter the volume, are great help as we continue this ministry called Way of Grace. Consider that as you reach out to us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.